Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. I am Nina Menes, and I am so, so happy to be before you today. It is Sunday, August the 14th, and it is just, it's been a wonderful day. It's been um, actually pretty rainy outside again. Um, I know last, I believe it was last podcast, it was rainy, and it is rainy now. <laughs> We've been receiving a lot of rain, which I am not complaining because I'm in Florida. And as you know, this time of year in Florida is very hot. (laughs) So I'm appreciative. No complaints. But um, I just want to say to you all, thank you so much for your love and support. All of my um, faithful listeners, all of those who are first time listeners who have heard about us through another person or just come across through your scrolling through Skype or anything, I appreciate your time. And I hope that God is able to speak to your heart in such a way that you will continue to come by and and spend some time with us. Okay. Um, Also, Queens of God, our Facebook group, God bless you all ladies. And um, we are growing. I'm so appreciative to God for that. And there's so much more to come for us. Um, Those who are women of God, feel free to um, go in and actually put in for membership with us. Uh, We'll be happy to have you in our community. So let's go ahead and start with prayer. Father God, we thank you. We glorify your name because you alone are worthy of all praise, all glory, all honor, dominion, and power. God, it is yours. And we give it all to you. We don't take any credit. We don't take anything upon ourselves, God, because in and of ourselves, we are nothing. And we are nothing without you. So, Lord, that being said, I take this time right now to completely decrease to nothing in the eyes of your people. And I ask that you increase, overflow, and take over this podcast. Touch, heal, and deliver. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Let this word resonate in the hearts and the minds of your people. Lord, distribute this word any way you see fit. And Lord, let it be a blessing that you intended for it to be in this season and all seasons that you ordain it. In the powerful and precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, okay, everybody. So God has been dealing with me about this particular topic since, mm, I'd say about three or four days ago, actually. About four days ago, he gave me the topic of this podcast. And he started kind of talking to me throughout the week about it. Um, letting me know some things, just kind of opening up my eyes to a lot of things and um, taking me through scripture and just bringing some things to my mind that I have forgotten all about. And this particular topic today is called focus, focus, focus. That is what God is saying. He is saying focus, focus, focus. That is what he's, he's shaking us right now. He wants us to focus on what truly matters. So let's, let's go to Colossians three, one through two in the NIV version. It reads, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Amen. So God was dealing with me about this and I came across a post. It was a Facebook post and I actually posted it in our group. And um, in the post, (laughs) it says one minute you're young and fun. And the next you're turning down the radio in your car to see better. And I always thought that that was hilarious. I'm like, that is so true. We do that. We're going down the street and we are looking for a particular address or 
we're looking for a particular store and what is the first thing we do we turn down um our radio we turn down the stereo in the car and why we think i mean it sounds crazy it does but we do that because of what the real reason is because we are trying to focus better it ain't that we're trying to necessarily see better but we're trying to focus. It's like we don't want that music, the words to that song, um, the vi- the the vibe or the whatever from that song to take away from what we're focusing on. So to focus on what we're looking at, right? Focus on the signs that are set before us. We're talking about focus. To focus on the navigation. The Holy Spirit is our navigation. To focus on what the navigation is telling us or leading us or guiding us to do. To focus on the turn of events playing out before us. And how it aligns with what God has said. Oh yeah, we're no longer talking about what's in the car. (laughs) We are talking about what God wants us to focus on. So you can remember, focus and remember his word and apply it. To focus and remember his promises. And then remember God's faithfulness to his word, which includes what? It includes his grace, his mercy, his healing, his deliverance, his goodness, his kindness, his love for us, but also as well, his protection, his justice, his judgment. And his vindication. He wants us to focus on him. What he has spoken to you. What he, what he has spoken to you, not only just recently, but what he spoke to you in the past. See, the Holy Spirit is there to remind us what God is saying and what he has said. He's there to to shake us in our spirit to say, hey, pay attention to this. Pay attention to what God has written in his word and what God has spoken to you. Because God's word stands. Not only his written word. A lot of people say, oh yeah, his written word stands and it absolutely does. But when he speaks to us also, That is an alignment with his word. Now, if you're hearing uh, something speaking to you that is outside of what God's word says, that's not God. But you know when God is speaking to you, you feel his presence, you feel his peace. And you know in your heart, mind and spirit that it aligns with his word. That's why it's so important, so important to get the word of God in engrafted, ingrained, imparted into our mind, hearts, and spirits to a point where when we hear God, we know it's him. So that's what God is saying. God is saying, focus, focus, focus. He's saying, do not focus on the things happening around you in your life or in the world. And I know right now that is hard to say. That is very, very hard to do when we have the economy the way it is, that we still got COVID, that is it's now starting to spread even more again. We also have the monkeypox. We also have polio that has been um, spoken of and that's um, popping up in certain states. We have all types of uh, things going on in our politics and in our government and in in our workplaces and in our schools 
and amongst our children and then just the crime and all of these things. And God knows that these things concern us, but he does not want us to focus on that because all of these things that's going on, including with the changes in the weather and all of that, all of that was spoken of in his word that was going to happen, that is happening in his last days. In these last days here on earth, everything that he has spoken in his word, we are seeing. And we're so shocked and we're surprised and we're dismayed. And, and, and that's just a natural reaction for us because we don't want to live in a, in a world this unstable. We want to see God's hand move and God's hand vindicate and, and, and um, show vengeance against the enemy and those that rise up and take innocent lives. We want to see God's justice prevail. Amen. So that's very natural of us, but God doesn't want us to focus on that because these things are going to happen. And honestly, they're going to keep happening because we live in a fallen world. We live in a world that are, that is filled with people who not only do they not want God, but they want power. They want glory. They want money. They want status. Um, and some are just filled with, and I have, I have to say it, filled with evil spirits that are trying to take as many lives as possible, that are trying to um, interrupt the, pl- the plans of God and interrupt God's people in, in doing kingdom works. I mean, we have to look behind the scenes of all of this. We see the crime and we see all of these things going on. We see the things going on in government. But there is a spiritual aspect behind everything. Amen. And I'm sure a lot of us knows that. So God wants us to focus. He wants us to focus on the kingdom. Your kingdom assignment. Or just simply said, God wants us just to focus on what he told us to do. Simply put, what he told us to do. Matthew 6 and 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, focus on my business, and I'll take care of your business. I'll take care of your household. I'll make sure that things in, concerning you prosper and that you be in health, and that you are leading and guided into all truth. I'll make sure all of these things are done for you, but I need you to focus on what I have for you to do. I need you to focus on my kingdom. I need you to focus on your kingdom assignment, which is part of building the kingdom for his glory's sake. Amen? So how do we seek the kingdom? And so for each focus, I know you probably are saying, she's saying focus three times. Why is she doing that? Well, that's what God said. And for each focus, he has actually spoke on each one. So the first focus is focus on God's word. Let's go to Hebrews 4 and 12. Hebrews 4 and 12, and it reads... For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And the NI, um, I'm sorry, the King James Version says it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And also let's read Romans 12 and 2. And that reads, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. So God is saying, focus on my word, focus on what my word has said 
and what it means right now. Because there are some things that he has written in his word that we are seeing playing out before us right now. And that's why he wants us in his word so that we can focus on the part where he says, you will have many troubles in this life. But just know that I've overcome the world. That's what Jesus said. So he wants us to focus on that. He didn't say that everything was going to be perfect in this life. And it's not. It's far from perfect. And we as individuals, we are far from perfect. But he wants us to surrender ourselves to sanctification. Sanctification through his word. Through his word, letting his word wash us, letting his word cleanse us and to bring us into the knowledge of the truth about all things. He wants to be our constant teacher. He wants us to continuously submit ourselves to him as students of his word. Students, period. Because he he will confirm his word and he will minister to your heart on what his written word means even for your life and for the lives of those around you and for the world and the state of the world and what's going on. He wants to show us some things so that when things start happening around you, you're not surprised, you're not caught off guard, you're not full of fear and anxiety. He wants us to be in his word so that he can teach us how to Remain calm and stay in peace, just like Jesus was on that boat. There were storms raging and the boat was being tossed everywhere and Jesus was sleep. You hear me? Just sleep. He was he was not bothered. Now that's the perfect picture of being unbothered. (laughs) Jesus was catching a nap. He didn't have time for all that. And he wanted them to get on that same level, his disciples. They were freaking out, of course, because they were looking at everything going on around them. Everything going on around them was letting them know, oh my gosh, we're going to die. All this stuff going on, we're going to die. We got to get, we got to get Jesus involved. What's going on, Jesus? We're going to die. You don't see this? And God is letting us know, "Uh uh-uh, I need you to focus. I need you to focus not on the winds, not on the rain, not on the waves around you. Focus on who's in the boat with you. Glory to God. Focus on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. That's what he was saying to them. And he's saying that to us. He wants us to focus. God wants us to focus on his word and what he is speaking to us so that he can reveal some things to us. There is so much that he wants to say to us concerning our personal life and situations and circumstances, the healing that we need in our body, the financial situation that we're in. He wants some of us to leave our jobs and and look for another, to look for another job. Some of us, he wants us to completely uproot and move. And I think I said this last week, move to another city, state, country. He wants us to focus because God is making some moves right now that are unconventional. They are things that are outside of our scope that we didn't even see coming. But God is doing a work in the earth because we're in the last days, because there are calamities that are happening all around us. God is keeping his people safe and he is positioning his chosen vessels where they will be used to the highest and greatest capacity. You know, I never knew why God moved me from one city in Florida to another. The city that I lived in um, was very quiet Um, It was very calm. A lot of older people lived in that particular region of Florida. Um, The traffic was was actually not bad at all. You weren't far away from anything 
You were never far away from a Publix or a Walmart or Target or even a mall. (laughs) I mean, everything was so convenient and so, um, so just cut and dry. It just wasn't a whole lot of traffic that you needed to fight with. But he moved me to a more tourist heavy area. But he moved me closer to the church that he wanted me to attend. He moved me closer to people that I would be able to connect with on this leg of my journey in him, in this kingdom assignment that he has given me. So God wants also, he wants us to stay vigilant because because he's moving in such a swift fashion throughout the earth, the enemy is also busy and he's planting lies into the minds of people, especially God's people. He's speaking all kinds of lies, telling us things that that really have nothing to do with what God has said, making us pay more attention to what's going on in our personal lives lying to us saying that we're going to fail we're not going to succeed that we don't have enough that we are we're in lack and we will never have enough and and that God has left us and where is God why am I going through this get you know keeping us focused on the situation and the circumstance that we're in but God wants to destroy the lies that the enemy has been speaking and has spoken to us. And he wants that, he wants us to believe that those things are true, the enemy. A lot of things that he has spoken in, in our, our minds and even spoken to us by other people. Because the enemy will actually plant something in someone else's mind to speak to you. And you adopted as truth and you thinking, oh, yeah, you know, such and such said this. And, you know, that's true. And God don't want us to always come in agreement with what everyone says. He wants it. That's why being in his word is so important. That's why spending time in his presence, listening to him, letting the Holy Spirit minister to your heart, mind and spirit, revealing to you all truth which is found in his word and which is found through him speaking to you one-on-one. A lot of people don't believe that God will speak to you, but yes, 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 he does. He speaks to your spirit. He gives you unctions. He shakes your heart and your spirit into hearing and seeing things that you never would have paid attention to if it were not for the Holy Spirit. So he wants to reveal truth in the areas where the devil has lied. The devil is the father of lies. That's what it says in his word. And deception is his master weapon against our minds. Joyce Myers wrote an amazing book, and I love it to this day, Battlefield of the Mind. That book is amazing. And The reason being is because the Holy Spirit definitely wrote that book through her, exposing the lies of the enemy. And that's why that book is so powerful, but none more powerful than the word of God. So let's go to John 8, 44, B and C. And it says, he was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So God wants to dispel, destroy, completely annihilate the lies of the enemy so that we can become more focused on what he is saying. Amen. Um, Also, our second focus is God wants us to focus on prayer. He wants us to build a solid 
continual prayer life. He wants our prayer life to be just ironclad, just so, so much so that you pray throughout the day for no reason, that you just talk to God, that you talk to him about anything, that you walking around the store telling me, you know what, God, I think I'm going to go on and get these uh, pork chops over here. I'm going to give me a package of chicken. What you think? (laughs) That's called having a relationship with God. And some people think that that's silly. Oh, why would you talk to an almighty God, the Holy Spirit, about little everyday trivial stuff? That's what he said in his word. He wants us to pray on all occasions about everything. And really, that's just talking to him. It says in Ephesians 6 and 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So this is an assignment. Doesn't that sound like an assignment? Your life should be an open prayer book. Your heart should be always longing to speak to God and to hear Him at all times. To be open to prayer. If God lays on your heart a certain country to pray for, He wants you to always be alert and ready to pray. So to focus on prayer means that you are continually availing yourself to ask, seek, and knock, just as Jesus told us to do in Matthew 7 and 7. And we do that knowing that we will receive from God, we will find what we are looking for, and that God will open doors for us. So when we enter in a mindset of prayer, now this is to have a mindset of prayer, then you know with confidence that anything you pray according to God's will, it is going to happen. When you have that kind of confidence, what won't you pray for? What won't you ask God for? What won't you seek God for? What door do you think will not be open that is meant to be open for you? That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to become prayer warriors, intercessors on behalf of others. Praying that they will receive from God. Praying that they will seek God. Praying that doors will be open for them. Praying for their healing, their deliverance. Praying that their needs be met in the name of Jesus. And it is through our prayers and supplications that God is able to personally get involved in any and all situations and circumstances. That he is able to move through your prayers to heal. To restore. To deliver. To grant the heart's desires to meet needs according to his riches and glory to just overflow through you and into the lives of people that need him. And on top of that, prayer brings us closer to him. It makes us more sensitive to God's presence, to be more sensitive to his unctions, And to know and become acquainted with his very nature. And his presence. And in his presence, our soul, our mind, will, and emotions are transformed through his word, renewing us. And the more we are in his presence, the more you want more of God. The more you see yourself as insignificant without him, 
You become more dependent on him for everything. You see yourself as not knowing as much as you thought. And I'm speaking to myself on this too. Because, oh my goodness, I can get caught up in my own way of doing things. I can get caught up on my own ideas and what I think will work. And I have to literally stop and say, okay, I'm not going to do anything until I go to God about this. This may sound like a good idea, but it may not be God's will. And whatever is not his will, he will not bless. Whatever is not his will, he cannot get involved in. Amen. And we want God involved in our life and the things that we do. The things that we're saying, the places that we're going, the places that we choose to live. We want God saying this, right? Because we want his protection. We want him involved because we want to be in his direct will, his direct and perfect will. What did the word of God say? His good, pleasing and perfect will. That's what we want, right? So that's what prayer does. It, it aligns us with his will, his purpose, and his plan. Amen. And the third focus is God wants us to focus on our assignment on earth. Now that is the biggest thing right there. The biggest. Uh, my pastor, he was talking today. Uh, he preached an amazing service uh, sermon today, and he was talking about that we live as though this place that we live in here on earth is our home. And that's why the enemy is able to deceive us into being so enamored, so... Um, entertained by sin entertained by the things of this world so much so that we lose sight of our assignment we lose sight of why God sent us God sent us here to do a work and to be about our father's business just like he did with Jesus he wants us to to get all of the works out that he has prepared for us to do when he sent us here before we are called home. We do not want to go to him with a whole lot of assignments left undone. That's just like when we were in school. When we are on gone like let's say we we had to stay gone from school for a little while either we were out sick or we um were on vacation and the teacher allowed your parent to have the homework assignments for about a week or so and gave it to us to complete so then when we come back we'll have all our what homework assignments completed so we are looked upon to make sure that, that all those homework assignments are done so that we can go, what, to the next level. So that we can pass the test. Glory to God. So that we can go further and learn more and build upon what God has already shown us and told us. It's a process, y'all. It's a process. And so God is saying in 2 Corinthians 4 and 16, Therefore, we do not lose heart. That's what Paul is saying. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So the things that we go through on our day-to-day lives, the things that we are 
seeing happening all around us. God does not want us to be distracted. He does not want us to be taken in and overwhelmed by the cares of this world because this world in and of itself is wasting away. This place will no longer be here after a while because when Jesus comes, he's coming for a church that is without spot or wrinkle. And there are so many people that are going to be left behind and God has assigned us so many souls to reach. There's so many people that are going to be impacted by your life. There's so many people that are going to come to know Jesus because of you, because of your life. There's so many people that are going to be inspired to want more of God because of your life, because of the things that you've overcome in your life. People are watching us. When you say that you are a Christian, that you belong to God, people watch us. They really do. The world has gotten way past hearing you quote scriptures. That doesn't impress them. The world wants to see Jesus on you, which is going to be something different from the world. We have to look different. We have to talk different. We have to, in our appearance, not not saying clothes or anything like that, but in our appearance spiritually, how we conduct ourselves, how we live our lives is our witness of Jesus. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. But if we're looking a lot like the world, if we're sounding a lot like the world, then we are not living out our assignment. Because Jesus never called us to be like the world. And it, it in a lot of ways, it takes courage to live for God because there are a lot of people who will frown upon people who abstain from certain things and certain lifestyles and certain um, ways of doing things for the sake of Christ, for the sake of Jesus, for the sake of living the life that God has intended. And we have to be strong enough. What did uh, God tell Joshua? Be strong and of good courage and be courageous because that's what it takes That's what it takes to live for God in a world that is full of evil and that's full of sin and that's full of all types of wickedness. We have to be that light. And in order to be a light, we have to stand out in the way we live. There's no other way to be a light. No other way. God has called us to that. And so going to the next scripture. So we fix our eyes on what is seen. I'm sorry. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Timothy 4 and 5 says, But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardships. Do the work of an evangelist. Just discharge all the duties of your ministry. Okay. So what is that saying? That said, that's talking about your assignment here on earth. Paul was speaking to Timothy. Timothy was young. Timothy was young, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of people did not take him seriously, did not believe that God was using him, did not believe that that God positioned him to do this work. And he had to stay strong. He had to endure a lot of hardship. Endure a lot of persecution. 
endure a lot of pushback from people that's probably saying, who do you think you are? You know, when I started my podcast, and I'm, I'm still experiencing this now, there are a lot of people that know me, that know my mother. Um, a lot of them know that, you know, I've been in church for a while, and a lot of them know that I was ordained a minister and all of that. But there's some people that, you know, they they get uncomfortable when God chooses to use you in certain ways. So they'll come and post different things on their on their post in hopes that that you see it and and stop what you're doing. But no, 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 no. My commitment is to God and God alone, not to the opinions of man. I would rather a person, a man, a woman, a child be upset with me, reject me, talk about me, persecute me. I would rather deal with persecution than to be disobedient to what God has called me to do in this hour. I will not forsake my calling for nobody. I don't care who you are. And I don't know why that came out, but praise God. (laughs) Wow. So when we become aware that our life is an assignment of God, when you become aware that your very existence on earth is an assignment of God, that you're an ambassador of the kingdom of God. When you become grounded, rooted and grounded in the word of God and what God says about you in his word, what God has spoken to you personally about who you are in him, what you're called to do, the gifts and the callings that are inside of you that he's choosing to use in this hour. Think about Esther when Mordecai came to her and their Haman had issued a decree to kill all the Jews. And Mordecai came to Esther and says, how do you know that you were not called for such a time as this? How do you not know man or woman of God that you were born into this generation during this time to do a great and mighty work for the Lord whether you feel is significant or insignificant whether you feel that it has a big impact or a small impact whether you think people like it or they don't There is an assignment that only you can do because that's specifically why you were born. You were born to carry out the will of God. That that he has spoken to you. That that you find is burning in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind. It seems like you can't get away from it even when you try to run from it. Somehow, you end up thinking about it, dreaming about it. That's your assignment. Something that it seems like people are coming to you for that unique and distinct thing. And seems like it's just something that, that you can't get away from. If you tried. And you are compelled to do it. No matter what. But some of you are running from that assignment because it does come with persecution, because it does come with rejection in one way or another. You have to understand this. When you are walking in what God has called you to do, when you're walking in your assignment, We have to understand that this world is fleeting. We just just talked about that. But we have to understand that the spiritual realm is just as real as this physical realm that we walk around in. 
that we live and breathe in. And there are people that do not know God or do not want God or that are rebellious towards God. And there are spirits that influence them. They can't get at them because they're believers. But through their rebellion, the enemy can use them against the people of God. So we have to see things spiritually, not just physically, not just tangibly, but we have to see things spiritually, that we are living in the last days and the spiritual attacks on God's people has increased. But God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. He said that he would dispatch his angels concerning you. He said in his word that he would hide us under the shadow of his wings. Amen. So we have to believe in his protection, even and especially when we are doing God's will. You stand up in the boldness of God because that's who's working through you. You are his vessel. You are his instrument. And he needs to use you for these last days to minister, which is serve the people of God and to win the souls that he has marked out to also be kingdom builders. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. God wants you to be consistent in your study of his word, in your prayer life, and in your assignment. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you right now for this time that we spend in your word. I'm asking God that you would forgive us. Forgive us, God, for focusing on all the wrong things. Lord, whether we're being self-centered and focusing on what's going on with us in our lives and our family, or whether we are focusing our attention on what's going on in the world instead of focusing on you and your word and what you're saying. Lord, we repent for putting the needs of ourselves and of our families and of those that we care for over our seek of you. Lord, we know that we are in the last days and Lord, we know that you have a work for us to do and that you have called us for such a time as this to do the works that you have literally created us, formed us in our mother's womb to do so God we surrender to your will right now your will your plan your purpose God we say yes and we surrender our lives because Lord it is in you that we live we move and we have our being so God we surrender our entire life our mind our soul our spirit, everything in us, God, it belongs to you. Holy Spirit, have your way in this moment. Touch your people. Touch those areas, God. Remind them of those areas that you have come and ask them to do things that bring glory to your name, that brings them closer to you. Whether it be prayer, whether it be reading your word, whether it be serving in ministry, whether it be serving in in charity work, whether it be ministering in nursing homes and hospitals, whether it be feeding the homeless, whatever it is, God, that you have called them to do, Whatever it is that you created them to do, Lord, I ask that you would ignite this 
in them. Set them on fire for you, God. Let them burn for you like they never have before. Give them a, a, a steadfast and unmovable, unshakable faith in you, knowing that anything they do for you, oh, it will last and that it will produce fruit and it will multiply. And many shall stand up and, and call upon your name because they dare to walk in their assignment. Lord, you've said focus on your word. Focus on prayer. Focus on our assignment. Lord, we vow to do just that today. We take that vow and we say, yes, Lord, your servant will go. Your servant is listening. Your servant will do your will. Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. When faced with with all that he had to go through up and including death on the cross. He wants us to have the same mindset. And I thank you, Lord, that from this day forward, we will not view our lives as our own, but that we were bought with a price. And we thank you and we praise you and we glorify your name. We say yes, Lord. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayer and for touching your people. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus, amen. So I want to thank each and every one of you for spending time with me today. I thank you that we have people uh, listening in from Zimbabwe. Thank you so much. You all are so wonderful. Thank you for all the listeners all across the world. I'm going to tell you right now, I never thought that my podcast would be reaching so far. And honestly, I have to tell you, this is only just out of obedience to God. I'm not the kind of person that wants attention. (laughs) Not the kind of person that wants to create platforms everywhere I go to be seen and known. That's just not me. In fact, I'm probably the one hiding or the one assisting the other person who wants to be seen. But I'm staying in the background. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm blessed that God has chose me. I'm completely humbled. And I thank you for spending time with me. It means a lot to me. So I love each and every one of you. And until we speak again, may the living waters of God continue to flow in your life. Have a blessed week.